0: You're listening to audio from Highland Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. To find out more about Highland, go to www.hbcwaco.org. Well, several years ago, I uh, bought a kayak, a, a 16 and a half foot tandem hybrid red kayak. And there is a rudder that uh, goes up and down the back of that kayak and it's adjustable. I'm the one that's able to actually raise the rudder or, or lower the rudder. Sometimes when I'm out on a river or on a lake and I forget to pull that rudder up, I can immediately tell. It is difficult for me to to maintain balance. It's it's difficult for me to maintain a, a straight line as I'm paddling down that river, paddling across that lake. That rudder brings stability. When that rudder is down, it is easier to make turns. When that rudder is down, it's easier for me to manage that kayak and manage my time out on the water. In the same way, these next several weeks, we want to give you some rudders, some things that will steady your faith. God has given us so many gifts and so many truths that we can hang on to, we can hold on to, that stabilize and steady our faith during difficult times. Let me brag on the Lord for for just a moment. Uh, He laid this sermon series on our heart about a year ago to have a steadiness in our faith during difficult times, how to have stability in the middle of of storms. So we wanna praise the Lord for that and I hope that even in that, you see the goodness of God to you, that he is a God who can be trusted. He is a God who is sovereign over all. This morning, I want us to turn together to the gospel of John, John chapter 10. So I encourage you to find your copy of God's word And until I walk off this stage, we'll be in John 10 alone this morning. So I encourage you to open your Bible and to keep them open. Let's go to John chapter 10 together and let's begin in verse 14. Let's see this morning how the security of being in Christ Jesus is a rudder for us. It holds us steady in our faith, the security that we have in Christ. So John chapter 10, let's begin in verse 14 this morning. This is Jesus speaking, and he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them in also, and they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock, one shepherd. Jesus is speaking there in, in verse 16, verse 18 about this this other flock that this flock that is outside of the Jewish flock speaking of Gentiles and so for all the the Gentiles who are watching this morning be encouraged that Jesus came looking for us so that we might be a part of this flock that he might be our shepherd verse 17. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. We are just coming off the celebration of resurrection last Sunday, Easter Sunday morning, when we celebrate with believers around the world that Christ is risen indeed. And John is reminding us right here that Jesus has said that he laid his life down by his own authority. And by his own authority, he lifted his life back up again. Jesus was not the victim of death. Death did not come to Jesus. Jesus came to death. We continue on in this passage in verse 19. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon or he's insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? At that time, the Feast of Dedication, uh, we probably know it more familiarly as uh, Hanukkah, it took place at Jerusalem and it was winter time, And Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. Just to kind of get a picture in your mind, the colonnade of of Solomon on the temple is also called uh, Solomon's porch or Solomon's uh, portico. It's on the east side of of the temple. So here is Jesus on the east side of the temple. And as he looks out, he sees the garden of Gethsemane. As he looks out, he's in the shadow of the the Mount of Olives. Uh, Bethany's on the very other side of the Mount of Olives and Jesus is about to head there to to raise Lazarus from the dead. And here's Jesus on the east side of the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. And the Jews gathered around him and said to him, how long will you keep us in suspense if you are the christ tell us plainly up to this point jesus had been performing all these miracles had been teaching with so much power and teaching with so much authority And now, some of the Jews they they come to him, and because they're there in the temple, more than likely these were Pharisees or these were teachers of the law. They begin to question him. You're telling us that you are the Christ. Now, Christ is not the last name of Jesus. Christ means the Anointed One or the Messiah, the one who is promised. And so, the Jews are asking Jesus, point blank, Are you the guy? Are you the one that's been promised to us? You, you keep saying and acting as if you might be the promised one. Are you the anointed one? Are you the Christ? I love the answer of Jesus. Jesus answered them and said, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Let me just make this comment as we start this morning. We are all looking for a shepherd. We are all looking for a shepherd. A shepherd is someone who takes care of us. You know, sheep are not in a partnership with the shepherd. It is not a mutual relationship. It is not a transactional relationship. A shepherd says that I will take control. I will take things out of your hands. I will do all things for you. I will care for you. There should be no worries. You just relax. I'll be the shepherd and you be the sheep. I challenge you to consider with me this morning that everyone watching online today, we're all looking for a shepherd, someone who will protect us, someone who will provide for us, someone who will guide us. The problem is we often look to the wrong things, the wrong people to be our shepherd. Maybe even growing up, we look to our parents to to be our shepherd, or we look to a spouse to be our shepherd, we look to a friend to be our shepherd, we look to a relationship to be our shepherd. Maybe you're looking to a job to be your shepherd, the one that will always provide for you, the one that will always be there to help give you guidance. Often we, we unfortunately look to politicians to, to, to be our shepherd and we just think, well, if only that guy or, or that girl will get in the White House or the governor's seat or, the, or in the Senate, then they'll take care of all of my needs and they will provide for me and, and they will give me guidance. We've all latched on to something that we hope will be our shepherd. And then here comes Jesus and he says, I'm the shepherd that you have been looking for all along. Let me say this to you today, Jesus is the steady shepherd. We know this because he gives himself completely to you. Jesus is the steady shepherd. He gives himself completely for you. This shepherd, Jesus, He did not hold anything back. He laid it all out. He laid it all down for his sheep. Let's go back and look at this together. In John chapter 10, verse 14 and 15 first, Jesus identifies himself and he says, I am the good shepherd and I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and listen to this and I lay down my life for the sheep. Verse 18 He says pretty much the same thing. No one takes my life from me, but I lay down my life. I lay it down on my own accord. Jesus is the only shepherd in Scripture that lays his life down for his sheep. Jacob in the Old Testament, he was a a pretty good shepherd. He was a shepherd for his father-in-law, Laban, And he even told his father-in-law Laban, if I lose any of these sheep, I will pay for them myself. But Jacob never said, I will lay my life down for the sheep. Young David was a pretty good shepherd. He even said, I will chase down a predator. I will chase down a lion. I will chase down a bear to protect my sheep. But he never said that he would lay his life down for his sheep. Jesus is the only shepherd that says, I will lay it. All down. Jesus, verse 14, being the good shepherd, lays his life down for his sheep. Look at verse 18 again, at the very end of verse 18. Jesus says that he, uh, he has the authority to lay his life down and he has the authority to lift his life back up again or to raise his life back up again. Then he says, this charge I have received from my father. Your Bible translation might say this command I have received from my father. So it is Jesus who willingly obeys his father by laying his life down for the sheep. This is how we know we have a steady shepherd in Jesus. Death only has claim over a sinner. But Jesus, being sinless, completely laid his life down willingly, voluntarily, completely for his sheep. Again, Jesus was not the victim of death, quite the opposite. Jesus overtook death. Death did not come to Christ. Christ came to death. And since he is willing to lay his life down for you, don't you know he cares for you and watches over you and will provide for you and he will not give up on you. This steadies our faith. The second thing I want you to see in this passage is that Jesus is the steady shepherd. He loves you completely. This is how we know he is our one and only steady shepherd because he loves us completely. That might be the understatement of the year. The very essence, the very heart of Christ toward you is love. Now, let's see how this love is given evidence in this passage. Let's go back again to verse 14. Look at the fingerprints of the love of Christ all over this verse and 15 and 16. I am the good Shepherd, look at this love. I know my own. My own know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And here's that love again. I lay down my life for the sheep. And look at this love that seeks. Look at this love that searches. In verse 16, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them in also. What love? And they will listen to my voice. So there'll be one flock and there will be one shepherd. Jesus set his covenantal love upon you before the foundation of the world. He will love you for eternity. He has loved you already for all of eternity. His love for you will never cease because his love for you never started. Stay with me on that one. He has simply and enormously loved you For all time, He will never stop loving you because He never started loving you because His love for you is beyond time, beyond the scope of time. His love for you, have zero doubt. His love for you is an absolute, complete love that even reaches beyond eternity past, today, and eternity forward. He loves you completely. And this love, it steadies our faith. It brings stability to us in the middle of the storm, in the middle of difficult days. This steady shepherd also, he knows you completely. He knows you completely. The desire of all humanity is to be loved and to be known. And this Christ, this steady shepherd, he knows you. Let's go back and Again, to verse 14, you're gonna have verse 14 in your heart the rest of the week. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, I know my own. My own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay my life down for the sheep. Now jump down to verse 27, because we hear that same phrase in John 10, 27. My sheep, they hear my voice and I know them. Have you noticed throughout the gospels, that Jesus knows his people. He knew Nathanael who was sitting underneath a fig tree before Nathanael had even introduced himself to Jesus. It was in the garden that Jesus called out the name of Mary, Mary Magdalene. As she was in the garden after his resurrection, Jesus called her by name. He knew her name, he knows his own. On the seashore after the resurrection, Jesus says, Peter, Do you love me? Jesus knows the names of his sheep. This is our steady shepherd. He knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows us completely. And how amazing is this? Today, wherever you are, he knows your name. If you're in the parking lot of of Target this next week, and someone walked up to you and said to you, I know everything about you, I have heard everything you've ever said. I know everything that you've ever done. More than likely, most of us would panic. Everything? You know everything that I've done. You have heard everything that I have said. You have seen everything that I have thought. That would panic most of us that someone could actually know everything about us. And yet when Jesus says this to us, that he knows us, Because of the gospel, because of his goodness, because he has already forgiven our past, these words of Jesus actually steady us. It brings us peace that he knows us completely because we've already learned he loves us completely. To be known by God and to be known by the Son, Jesus Christ, and to also be loved by them, what an astonishing thing, what a steady shepherd We have, how does he know you? In what manner, this might be a better question. In what manner does Jesus know you? Look back to verse 15. How does Jesus know you? Just as the father knows me, Jesus said, and I know the father. In the same manner, the father knows the son and the son knows the father. Jesus knows you like God knows his son. Jesus knows you like God knows his son. Jesus regards you with the same joy he has for his father. Jesus regards you with the same love that he has for his own father. Jesus regards you with the same affection that he has for his own father. The father regards his son as the apple of his eye. This is what Jesus thinks of you. Just as I know the father and the father knows me. Jesus is the steady shepherd. Here's the fourth reason I believe we can say that is because he is completely God. Jesus is the steady shepherd over our lives and we see his steadfastness. We see the stability he brings to our lives because he is completely God. Because only God can say, this is about me. Only God can say, I give eternal life. Only God can say, I am the good shepherd. Only God can say, The Father and I are one, and Jesus says all four of those things in this passage. Go back to verse 24 of chapter 10. So the Jews had gathered around him, and they said to him, how long will you keep us guessing? How long will you keep us in suspense? If you really are the Messiah, you really are the Christ, you really are the anointed one, the promised one, then will you just tell us plainly? Now listen to how Jesus answers this question. Jesus answered them, verse 25, I told you, and you don't believe. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness. This is how we know he was God. These works bear witness, Jesus said, about me, about myself. But you do not believe this because you're not of my sheep. You have chosen to disbelieve. You have not chosen to believe. You have chosen to reject this, but all these works I do, Jesus says, saying that he is God is all about me. Now look at verse 27, the very first two words, my sheep, calling himself the shepherd. This is Jesus confessing that he is God, professing that he is God. My sheep, they hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Verse 28, here it is. I give them eternal life. I would have loved to have been on the east side of the temple when Jesus said that. There would have been a gasp in that colonnade. Because only God can give eternal life. And Jesus, he says at this point, I Am God, for I give my sheep life that will last forever, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. That's Old Testament covenant words Jesus is using. But in the Old Testament, those covenant words of God holding his people in the palm of his hand, that was for the the head of the Godhead, the father of the Godhead. And now Jesus is saying, I too, I hold my sheep in the palm of my hand and no one can snatch them out of my hand. This is Jesus saying, I am God. In verse 29, he says, my father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father, and here was again, probably heresy to the ears of the Jews. The father and I are one. Friends, this is how you know you have a steady shepherd. In the middle of difficult days, you have a shepherd who is completely God. The result of that discourse it's not on your computer screen, but it is in your Bible. Look at verse 31. What, what do they want to do after that? Then the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Such heresy in their minds. Those who were not his sheep desire to kill him, but those who are his sheep. We are steadied by this biblical gospel truth that Jesus is Lord. He is completely God. Here's the fifth thing I want you to see this morning. We have a steady shepherd because he confirms that you are completely held by God. We have a steady shepherd who confirms to us that we, as his sheep, we are completely held by God. And this might be one of the most powerful and most comforting passages in all of the gospels. Let's look again at verse 27. Jesus, again, who has the audacity to claim here that he is God, says, my sheep, they hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never die. They will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given these sheep, given you to him, He is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hands. Listen, daughter of God. Listen, son of God. Listen, those who have turned by faith to Jesus Christ, the gospel of Christ in you, the salvation of Christ in you, it is permanent, not because you are holding on to Jesus, but because Jesus is holding on to you. Your salvation will last for all eternity. This is the steady shepherd that we have in Christ Jesus. And it's a double grip. Did you see that in verse 28? It is Jesus who is holding his sheep in the palm of his hand. And then did you notice in verse 29? It is the father who is holding the sheep in the palm of his hand, a double grip. And I would even submit to you today, there's a triple grip. Because Ephesians chapter four, verse 30 says, the Holy Spirit seals us. If it's been a frightful week for you, an overwhelming week for you, if there is stress and anxiety for these days, these weeks, this season ahead, if there's nothing else you have heard this morning, you hold on to this truth. There is a shepherd that holds you. There's a Father who holds you. There's a Holy Spirit who seals you. That salvation given to you, O oh sheep who believe, is permanent. Not because of our grip on Christ, but because of his grip on us. The only reason we can have steady faith during a stormy season like this is because we have a steady God. The only reason we can have a steady faith in difficult days is because we have a steady God. Times aren't steady. Tomorrow probably won't be steady. The economy isn't steady. Leaders aren't steady. Politicians aren't steady. And let's be honest with one another, we're not steady. But there is a God, a steady God. God, who has a steady Son, who is a steady shepherd, who will steady our souls. Praise be to his name. We have a steady shepherd that holds us in the palm of his hand. Before we pray, I would encourage you this morning to send us an email. If there's a way we can pray for you today or this week, You can email us at praycelebrate at hbcwaco.org. And we'd love to partner with you in prayer this week as the staff receives these prayer requests and we will be praying for you. Or again, we encourage you to to text for a live prayer time even right now. You see the number on your screen. It's 512-843-2028. And if you want to text that number and just share a prayer request, we have some prayer leaders in our church that will will respond back to you almost immediately and pray for you and encourage you and point you to scripture today. At this time, would you bow your head before the shepherd with me? And let's pray together. Oh God, thank you for sending us a steady shepherd who steadies our souls. He shepherds our souls. Jesus, we praise you that you know us completely and yet you still love us completely. We praise you today, Jesus, that you loved us so much that you completely laid your life down for us. Jesus, we believe your words today that you are completely God, not just a part of God, that would be incorrect. You are God, you are Jesus the Lord. And we praise you today for the steadiness that we have in our spirits, our soul, our hearts, our mind today, because you have confirmed to us through your word, through your spirit, that we are held in the palm of the hand of a God who is greater than all. A double grip held by Jesus and held by the Father. We will not fear. If the mountains give way, we will not tremble. For Jesus, you are our steady shepherd. It's the name of that shepherd, Jesus the Christ, the promised one, the Messiah, the shepherd of our souls that we pray to our Father together. Amen.